Union of the Unknowns, a podcast dedicated to the exploration of modern culture, presents a weekly digest of current events that may have slipped past your radar. This is not your mama's news. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the program. My name is Keel Thor. I'll be your host. With me, as always, please welcome the unknowns. She's a true Sheila from the land down under, Stella Q, a lady of many dimensions, Ashley, think, change, repeat. I gotta say, no more than four dimensions, though. I don't think that's possible. I don't know. Anything's possible with Ashley. Up next, he wrestles volcanoes in his spare time. (laughs) Terry from the Canary Islands. And we know him as America's sweetheart. Justin, the ism can't. Howdy, Hello, everybody. Howdy. Precious howdy. little angel. Hello. Hey. I think we're going to start today's show with a little article from Justin. Justin, take it away. All right. So, um, quick, easy, funny, hilarious, uh, nice story, uplifting. Uh, and a Pokemon player, uh, let me rephrase that. Uh, so it's a phishing scam, all right? So there's this trend happening in Japan of people playing Pokemon games uh, with their pet fish. So what happens is, is that they connect, they, I don't know, I'm not, you know, an electronics engineer, so I'm not sure the exact science, but basically they make a pad of the different key, you know, button presses on the controller and then as the fish swim over it, a camera, you know, sees where the fish is and then it presses the corresponding key in the video game. So this first came up popular two years ago when a guy beat Pokemon Sapphire, or rather his fish beat Pokemon Sapphire uh, just playing. I don't remember how long it took, but it was a substantial amount of time. Because uh, it's just pressing random buttons. Uh, but anyways, this new guy did the same thing, but with uh, the newest Pokemon game that came out. And uh, basically, since the trend now is releasing video games that are basically, you know, half-made and still filled with bugs, uh, the game crashed. And so then the computer just started, you know, inputting the keys into the Switch console where it ended up making purchases on the Nintendo store, uh, for which he is likely going to be responsible for. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, so it's a brand new phishing scam. (laughs) That's cute. I just, uh, I don't know how they ever get through a game. I mean, you'd have to keep reading them the rules every three seconds, wouldn't you? (laughs) Well, I think it took well over a thousand hours uh, for the first fish to beat the game. Uh, so there was probably a lot of rule reading at that time period. Terrence. Yes, I remember a similar story. I think it was from the UK. And I think it was something like a parakeet that had run up this massive phone bill by knocking the receiver off the hook and dialing a number at random. And uh, the the owner received phone bill a month later and couldn't work out what had happened and realized it was a <laughs> or cockatiel or some some intelligent bird like that. Birds have been you hilarious. You hear stories of, of kids uh, that do that from time to time as well. Oh yeah, I think it was a big problem back in like the 80s and 90s when there were like paid sex hotlines and they'd be like $10 per minute and you just one 900 number and then your parents get this phone bill and they're like, uh, we're getting evicted. Now, yeah, I, that, that sounds like, very different. yeah, uh, that sounds like, uh, Justin is coming from a, from a personal memory there. No, no, no. I had the internet growing up, but it's just stories <laughs> that, you know, we've heard. <laughs> little, little Justin playing on the phone. <laughs> That uh, story uh, reminds me too of the octopus that used to uh, predict the football games. Was it? 
somewhere in maybe Korea? Yeah. Uh, was it Paul, the German octopus, who was predicting the World Cup games, the results right. of the World Cup? The Paul, the psychic octopus. That's pretty good. Well, they, I remember it was probably it was a year or two ago. They were playing uh, for American football, real football. Um, they ran the like latest Madden NFL game, and they just let computers play each other, and it apparently predicted who won the Super Bowl. Well, had a 50-50 shot, I guess, huh? Well, well it, it, it started like from, the season. Yeah, it played the whole season. Oh, okay. I don't know how well it, you know, matched as far as everyone winning and losing up until the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, but it did predict who was going to make it there and win. Okay. I actually think that it predicted uh, the, the last the two teams that played for it. I could mm-hmm. be mistaken, though. I've got a but, question about the game that the fish was playing. Yes, sir. Uh, so I'm familiar with like the old Pokemon game that was on the Game Boy, you know? Yes, sir. Pokemon and Red then, and Blue. And then I'm kind and of later fam- Yellow. And then I'm familiar with the Pokemon Go, which was the the craze like five years ago or whatever it was. So what is this? Is Pokemon Sapphire? You yeah. Said? So yeah, Sapphire is the latest. Um, Pokemon entry. So basically, what they do is, you know, once every couple of years or something. Uh, I'm not. I don't know exactly how often they come out. The last one I actually played was um, Yellow, Red, Blue, and Yellow. Uh, but I've been loose. I, I still play video games. So I've been loosely following it. Um, so basically, like every year or two, they pop out a brand new Pokemon game. They're always in two parts, um, and especially today there's no reason they couldn't fit all the pokemon onto one game uh it's totally just for sales everyone knows it and apparently is happy with it uh but yeah they just throw like 100 new pokemon in 200 you know whatever number and then uh rinse rather repeat hey whatever works it's it's biggest video game um ip in history is it really Yep, biggest Not, franchise. Bigger than the Marios and uh, yep. the Duck Hunts and the Metroids. Oh, you got to remember that. It's not just Pokemon games. <laughs> it's Pokemon games, Pokemon animes, Pokemon movies, Pokemon oh. merchandise, Pokemon yeah, uh, cards. You can't count that as part of the gaming franchise, though. I think that if we take that position, we are going to get death threats on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does it, um, can I ask, does it still involve people wandering around, you know, outside and sort of because so, the, there was a lot of talk about Pokemon so, being responsible for the zombification of people wandering around glued to their phones and getting run over? Yeah, so <laughs> that was Pokemon Go, and that was like a game on your phone and it tracks your GPS, then it's like an AR. Um, experience where like you see the Pokemon like in the real world on your phone screen that that has mostly died off but there is still a hardcore um, player base and it's actually still regularly one of the top grossing um, games on the Google Play Store which I believe I believe still the number one grossing um, game on the Google Store is Candy Crush no that thing has yeah. been minting still billions hold on i'm pulling it up right now uh, top charts uh top grossing candy crush saga wow i guess you can't see and then and then the that's next sad. one is a casino game candy crush yeah. saga casino oh, game sad. match three game and then roblox and pokemon goes number six wow still impressive that thing was wildly popular i mean i remember seeing crowds of people wandering through the streets first following their phones looking for for pokemon late late at night driving down the street doing this yeah trying to find one of those centers where you can get more yeah the poke centers yeah it was just ridiculous i tried it i tried it for like five minutes and i was like i don't like being outside this is dumb like you're not no. going to trick me into exercising. <laughs> I, I I downloaded it and 
turned it on and looked at it for about five minutes and then said, I'm not really into Pokemon. So then I un- uninstalled it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was novel. I, like if you're, if yeah. you walk around the city, like going to and from work or whatever, like I could see why, you know, it's just something to do. Yeah. It was a pretty, it was a really, I thought it was a cool concept. And I wanted them to apply it to different things. Like I wanted them to make a Game of Thrones version of that or something instead of Pokemon, because that would have been badass. But uh, unfortunately, they didn't. You, you can be a grown man and still appreciate Pokemon. I, hey, I, hey, Pokemon's fine. It just it kind of missed me by about three years when I was when I was at the age where I should have been you know, caught by it. I just, it didn't get me. Hume, how would you have felt about fighting an invisible enemy with your sword in, in public? Uh, how, how would that have happened? I, I, I would, hopefully oh, they would. How would you would, have felt? You would have been okay with that, would you? I would have, hold on. I'm, I'm missing the question here. What are you asking? <laughs> well, I assume that, you know, if you want a Game of Thrones sort of, uh, star Pokemon Go, you'd have been out there right. with your with your broadsword fighting yes. off enemies, unseen yes. enemies in public. That would have been all right, would it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. D- depend on yeah, how many loggers he had. Just checking. Uh, I, I probably would have. <laughs> I probably would have dressed up in you know, like foam styrofoam armor and stuff, and people whacking people on the head as I'm sitting there at the bar. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, just just to round out the story, um, a couple of other fun oddities was that like he they changed the thing, the color to it to like swim blue, I think it was called. And one of the games that it bought was like a swimming game. And that that's that's basically all I got. Just weird coincidences that make you wonder, like, does the fish know what it's doing? Okay. Never know. She's watching. Well, I've got a couple of stories that are also animal-related, coincidentally. I've got, all right, so you, you guys have all heard the old classic headline, Man Bites Dog? You know that old, <laughs> that old one? All right. Well, I've got one that's yes. along the same lines. I guess we could probably say Pig Slaughter's Butcher. This is a story out of Hong Kong. Uh, there was a man in a Hong Kong slaughterhouse was found dead with meat cleaver injuries. Apparently, after he had given the shock to this this hog that he was about to slaughter, it woke up in the middle of what he was doing and attacked him and then ran off. And in the process of all that, he got he got cleaved with his own meat cleaver. Did he die? He died. So wow. nobody knows exactly what happened, but it's sure pretty, it's pretty suspicious. Just hmm. done by pork for a couple the of meat weeks. Cleaver and attacked him. Yeah, I don't know, but he this Can't. pig managed to pull it off. Was the pig named Hillary Clinton? <laughs> no, they, you know they're not even entirely sure that the where the pig is because you know there was no. Like the guy, like I guess they they saw oh, evidence. The that he had, yeah, <laughs> a half slot. Just follow the bacon. They don't know which pig did it, but <laughs> it it was actually the the Chinese spy that what's his face uh, in Congress was sleeping with, and then like she's like just dressed up as a pig doing undercover work, and then finally, when oh, the chance right. occurs, slips out of the pig costume. <laughs> I've got you yeah. now. Yeah, the pig did it. I think her name is what Ming Ming or Ming Ming. Fang Fang. <laughs> Fang Fang. Oh yeah, God, I forgot about her. Swalwell, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. I think so. Classic stuff. The, uh, I think they need to have a lineup. Um, you know, usual suspect style. Style have all the peaks lined up so they can identify <laughs> yeah. the criminal peaks. Well, honestly, <laughs> it, if it was the one with the cleaver. if it was the pig you can't feel too bad that's what like 700 billion to one yeah yeah 
they, they, I imagine they've got, you know, their interview, they've got a whole, uh, you know, jail house full of pigs and they're bringing them in one by one to this interview mm-hmm. room. And they got the, they got the light shining on his face and they're like, <laughs> where uh, were you yeah. yesterday when this happened? And he's just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but then you have bit. the good, then you have the good cop come in. Look, right. look, don't worry about my partner. I've got you. You just got to work with me. You know, you, if you if you if you cooperate, you won't end up as bacon. We'll let you go back to the to the pasture. Mm-hmm. And then, then while the bad cops, you know, while the good cops talking, the bad cops back there with a cast iron pan, rubs butter on it, staring right. at him. <laughs> yes, all of those things. the pig, the electric. If they end up giving the pig the electric chair, that would be delicious, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be great. You get a lovely, lovely cry. I did just send you the the video of the guy that turns his microwave into a laser-powered microwave, and he claimed that, that he really yeah, he that. claimed he really enjoyed the taste of carbon, but I almost feel like he was being facetious. I'm not sure electrified food would taste great well i don't know if it would even work because this pig had already been zapped and it didn't knock him out enough or something so they might have to find yeah. a different means of exterminating him it was it was a bdsm pig so you know it was used to <laughs> getting shocked builds up like, a tolerance he's like do it again he's got all of his nipples <laughs> sticking up in the air Oh God! See, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this sounds this sounds like somebody just tried to kill this guy and blame it on the pig. Yeah, I think so. Fake That's news. Fake news. That's what I think. Yeah, it sounds like a bit There's of a no to me. Done that. <laughs> I don't know. I like the idea of like this renegade pig. He's fighting back, fighting the power. He was he was just you know moments ago talking to his buddies in the pigsty, and he's like, "Come on, we got to find a way out of here." Oh, you distract him and I'll I'll run over him and I'll grab the cleaver and then the, you know maybe they're running through the streets of Hong Kong right now trying to find a safe house to hold up in for a while. I don't know, Matt. I've, I've been to Hong Kong. When that pig made it out into the streets, it would have been picked up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. That's right. My Filipino you a safe sty. Yes, a safe sty. Wonder if they might be setting us up for a new variant. Hmm. Oh, great! Now you've jinxed us. <laughs> variant. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Justin? My Filipino wife, like when she sees like videos of like like turkeys running down the street or something, she's just I'm like, why doesn't someone stop and kill it and take it home? <laughs> like that's 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 free food. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. We, we might, it, it may get to that point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So maybe, well, I thought maybe that, that story was going to be a downer. Uh, so this next story is going to be an upper, but so I don't know, maybe it is a reverse on me. How could that have been a downer? Because a guy got killed by a pig. <laughs> slaughtered in a slaughterhouse by a pig fuck him that's hilarious sometimes the pig slaughters you back man like i said that's like 700 billion to one like you got to give him one every now and then all right i'll guess all right this next story comes out of indonesia so i'm not sure as to its authenticity but uh there was a four-year-old boy who got lost in on the river and there's a search party out for him. Mo- like I don't know how long they were maybe looking for him for a day or something. Uh, but who finds the boy is a crocodile. And the crocodile carries the body, the boy's body back to the searcher's boat and drops it next to the boat and then swims away. What? And according to the searchers, there weren't bite marks on the body. This crocodile just found the kid who had drowned in the, on the bottom of the river or whatever and brought it back to the searchers and then left. Sounds like it was Fang Fang dressed up in an alligator costume. 
Maybe so. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool story. But it's a cool story. I don't Do know we... if it's real or not because these guys may have just been making up a hokey uh superstitious do, thing i don't know well crocodiles just like if they find free food will they eat it there will they maybe take it home and like save it for later well i well i mean i'm pretty sure they you know drag food back to their nests and stuff yeah because my that was my first thought was like probably it found the body and was like taking it down the river and then it ran into the boat and then they started like shooting at it and then the they missed and the fucking croc ran off i don't i don't they didn't mention any of that but uh terrence what what are your thoughts uh i have another watery tale that i know from indonesia from a while back that um this uh, one of the guys these indonesian guys were you know who fished on the river with a boat um kept finding their boats missing and uh, the culprit turned out to be a group of orangutans who had learnt to untie the boat from the shore and sort of go sailing off with it. I don't know what they were doing with it, whether they were going fishing or anyway. The orangutans were basically stealing their boats. <laughs> Meanwhile, downriver, there's a, a tribe of, of people who are getting free boats. <laughs> animals are delivering us boats <laughs> well is it true can you train ferrets to like break into people's houses and like steal stuff oh yeah sure you can because they love anything that's shiny didn't you see the Beastmaster? come on that's a documentary about mission impossible yeah Nobody saw the Beastmaster. No, no. Come but on, tell me more. If, if it makes you feel better, I didn't see Mission Impossible either. They used to play Beastmaster at least two or three times a day on TBS. Oh, the TV show back in the eighties and nineties. No, the movie. Oh, then no. Oh, I think man. I think I saw I've seen a TV show that was like Rita, maybe in like the nineties, early aughts. Yeah, I, I think there may have been a TV show, but that's not what i'm talking about the movie i i did enjoy the tv show when when i'd catch it on randomly yeah it was it must have been like Ted so Turner's could... favorite movie or something because it was yeah. on tbs constantly so he could control beasts to do his bidding is that the yeah, idea? Ki yeah kinda he was he had like animal friends that would help him fight and stuff you guys will have to watch it i mean it's in in and all honestly it's it's a really cheesy movie, but boy was it just ubiquitous in Metro Atlanta during the eighties and nineties. And like the Pride marches, boom, no. got them. No, <laughs> not those. I tried to. St I stayed away from those. As hard as it was for me to stay away. I... Well, and if you can if you can train orangutans to steal boats. And ferrets to steal jewelry. Why couldn't you train pigs to kill a guy? <laughs> I was worried about where you were going with that. That's okay. <laughs> it's always a problem. Yeah. Bringing it full circle. You've always got to worry with Justin. <laughs> I was oh. holding my breath over here. Okay, we're not live. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's, let's move on. I think uh, Terry's got a good story to tell us. Right. Thank you. Yes, I don't know if it's a good story, but I have a story. Um, uh, it's one of these um, irony-free world stories. Uh, so I'll just read the headline here. Ex-top FBI agent who investigated Trump for ties to Russia arrested over alleged ties to Russia. <laughs> so uh, this was a, a, a sort of, he was a top official in the New York office of the FBI and he's been arrested because he has ties to this Russian oligarch who was on the blacklist of uh, oligarchs that um, the U.S. was supposed to sanction. And uh, he was getting paid quite heavily by this guy just before, a couple of years before he left the agency. He was getting money from this guy. So he was kind of setting up his retirement. really. Uh, and um, this Daily Mail article, uh, which I'm looking at, uh, also says that um, he's been alleged to have taken... $225,000 from an Albanian ex-spy. So he's 
he's doing all right for himself. And he was one of the people he was charged with investigating Donald Trump's ties to Russia. Hmm. So, uh, well, well, it sounds it's kind like of uh, par for the course, isn't it? That they, sorry, yeah, I was going like... to say it's par for the course these days that they accuse your opponents of what you're doing yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Sounds like he was the perfect guy to investigate Trump. I was, for... was going to say the same thing. He knows all <laughs> yeah, the right questions so, yeah. to ask. <laughs> yeah, he. Um, uh, I'll read a bit more of the story here. He's got. Um, so he was uh, the the oligarch was metal mogul Oleg Deripaska, a Russian billionaire who was sanctioned by the U.S. in 2018, uh, and um, so uh, and there was also an interpreter who worked with the FBI, who's also been charged, who was also getting paid by this guy, apparently. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's in court at the moment. And um, the FBI, as part of their investigation, searched Derry Pasca's $15 million home in Washington, D.C. So he, he obviously had enough money to pay this guy. And he's also got a $42.5 million property in the Upper East Side and a $4.5 million townhouse in West Village, so there you go. If you want to get on in life, be a Russian oligarch. Yeah. Crazy. Since that, that's a lot of money <laughs> for, for property. I mean, that's uh, two two $225,000 of peanuts. If you're, if you're holding property that's worth 42 and a half million. Yeah, I was yeah, just looking exactly, at a double yeah. wide. No, the, the two hundred and twenty. I think he got like fifty thousand and a hundred thousand from the Russian. This, this two hundred and twenty-five thousand was supposedly a former intelligence agent from Albania. So he was getting paid by two uh, um, dodgy people, basically. All right, um, nice guy. It's nice to have somebody reliable working for the FBI, isn't it? It's great. I used to work with a guy named Oleg. Did you? Was he yeah. a Russian oligarch? No, he was a Ukrainian guy. Worked in the warehouse, and well, he got. You ask, did you ask got, him if he was a Russian oligarch that moved to Ukraine? No, I really then didn't. Talk how to him do that you much. know? But what I heard is that he got questioned during the Boston Marathon bombing stuff. You're kidding. No, he was questioned by the FBI. That's what I heard. Crazy. I, I don't know. And then, was and he, then he, didn't, he didn't work there very very long after that was he at the boston Ooh, have marathon? you seen him <laughs> no what justin was he at the boston marathon i don't know i don't know why he was questioned other than the fact that he was ukrainian i don't know why he was questioned either because Ian they did was... it and they knew who did it because they were <laughs> the ones that did it yeah we gotta save face <laughs> yeah you gotta put a show i was gonna say was he in a was he in a craft uniform <laughs> what <laughs> I don't oh, know. We were, that. Uh, must have missed that. We were talking about that in Discord. It's another episode, probably. But um, you know, the craft um, sort of black ops guy, the private sort of uh, militia security people. You probably must have heard of them. They do a lot of uh, black ops stuff for the U.S. Mm-hmm. government. You know, the, the U.S. government do all their nefarious stuff contracted out to private operators now. Craft, mm-hmm. all the governments. They, their emblem is a is a skull. Um, you know, because they like killing people, basically. Yeah. And uh, when you look at the video, uh, the CCTV footage from um, Boston Marathon, there seem to be a lot of these guys hanging about, dressed the same with these craft emblems, back, same sort of backpacks. Very suspicious. Monica mm-hmm. Press would probably tell you a lot about this, I would imagine. My government, my government would never do anything nefarious, and I demand of an apology on behalf of America. <laughs> mm, I do wonder about some of those because the, we had similar um, black thugs here in Australia during on the 2021, the worst part. Um, they were brought in from offshore for sure. <laughs> um, but just the fact that they had that logo because, I mean, like there was a lot of black thugs here that had nothing. They had no logos. They had no names on them. There was no identification whatsoever. They were the guys, but then there were, I think there were some other ones sort of kind of thrown in there as red herrings, I guess, um, because they, I mean, that logo just, it looks so much like some sort of video game logo to me, or Predator or something. I don't know. I'm not familiar yeah. with them, but, but there was, um, there was a little sort of pathway that led back to this um, private company in America, I think it was, um, that did private training for security 
Um, and so they were getting like all these phone calls and abusive emails and things just going, why are you sending these thugs? And they were just going, they're nothing to do with us, even though it was a very similar logo or it might have been the same. So, yeah, there was something real fishy going on with those people. I remember hearing got, about, uh, it was like a private security company called BlackRock or that's not this, the investment firm, but it's named something like that. Blackstone, yeah. BlackRock, Blackfire, yeah. something like that. Back Black during, was it? Yeah, Black, 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 during Black Water. The Black Water during the, like, the yeah, Iraqi times, and they were using them quite a bit for special ops and got in trouble and, you know. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, that's what all the governments do. They, they never do their own dirty work with their own militia. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they hire private companies to come in and do all the, the dirty work so that nobody is particularly to blame. Well, now we just drop bombs on everything with surgical precision, mind you. Yeah. Viruses. Ask, ask those people in Dresden about that. Right? Ashley. <laughs> um, Ashley. So fun, fun fact about the Blackwater and uh, sort of those, what, what would you call that? Like mercenaries? So yeah, militia. The Delicious. guy that Proud Americans. that ran that is apparently he was a mentor for James O'Keefe of Project Veritas. So James O'Keefe Project Veritas has a connection to Blackwater, and that's very mm -hmm. suspicious. I think Project Veritas is very suspicious. Yes, as good as they are and seem. I don't think yeah. they're organic. No, I don't either. I mean, it, it is... go ahead, Justin. I just always wondered about them because it's like, like the interviews that they get where it's like undercover, like hidden camera stuff. It's like, it's, it, it's hard for me to think that people are going to be so stupid to just openly talk about things like that. But also like, on one hand, it depresses me if people can be that stupid. But on the other hand, I want to think, like, surely no one's that dumb, right? Right. Like, uh, that latest, I the think, latest uh, one. I think, the, yeah, the latest I, I, one. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think they send the attractive girls or the attractive men, you know, depending on what sex they're after. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think yeah. they're trying to impress uh, the people they're talking to. I think you're right about that. I, that uh, latest one, or I don't know if it's the latest one, but the last one I saw was in Atlanta. And the guy was uh, talking to the dude who was writing the curriculum for Atlanta public schools or something like that, Fulton County schools. Yes. And uh, boy, that guy was just spilling the beans and he just wasn't even batting an eye. He was proud of it. All that he was like, yeah, I'm sneaking all this, yeah. this in and that in and into the curriculum and they're already paying me, so who cares? And uh, I guess and, if what you think is righteous, yeah. But he was, I, yeah. I, I don't know. The person he was talking to was a guy. I think Terry's right. I think the guy was. I think it looked like they were out on a date. Is mm -hmm. what it looked like to me, because they were in kind of a fancy restaurant, and it was a couple different locations where he was talking to this guy. So. Plus, if you've had a few drinks, a lot of times people will really loosen up yeah. after a couple of drinks. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. And people, people just cannot help themselves with ego. They yeah. just maybe to boast. Maybe yeah, it's exactly why um, I um, wasn't big like on. Like was saying, they think they're doing the right thing, so they're they're happy to talk about it. And but my advice to you listeners, you know, if a sexy girl or a sexy man comes up to you and asks about your job, you know, don't don't say too much. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, I maybe it's why I wasn't, like, you know, dating girls constantly as I was younger. But I, I would think that if I would, like, brag about, like, oh, yeah, I run Twitter and, you know, we we mess with all the Donald Trump supporters or something. Like, like I wouldn't think that's, like, sad and pathetic. <laughs> like, why would you tell that to a girl? Like, she's like, ew, what's wrong with you? Some of those people are probably sad. Yeah, but they're obviously they're obviously making out that they're you know woke and um, lefties themselves, which is you know 
Right. Uh, I think they've got the technique quite down. You know, it's the old hidden camera technique, isn't it? Journalists have been doing that for ages, sort of get and, them into your confidence. And I guess they got a virtue signal. It's like their yeah. mating call. Yeah. It'd be nice if, if like, yeah. real mainstream journalists would put that much effort into finding out truth and stuff behind the people they're talking to. I think this world yeah. might be a little it's, better. Uh, if just, it was the case. just imagine if governments actually really did the right thing. Gosh, gosh darn it. But yeah. I don't think they'd be a government then. If they did the right thing, they would disband. <laughs> exactly. We'd have nothing to complain about. Just like the government, regular people don't need to know every aspect of your personal life. So yeah, that that's that's kind of where I was coming at from. Like that's just something that's like, why would you like I don't know. Yeah. I don't get people. You've got to remember I mean, that these guys, these people are, are terrible narcissists as well, and they're they're very proud of what they're doing. They want to tell everyone how great they are. So mm -hmm. that's true. That's this th there is no shame left in America. I can't speak for the rest of the world, but the things you see people say in post, it's like, wow. Look, and I, I, see I, I, I was just going to say, um, what blows me away, even just at the very core, the beginning of all this is people taking selfies, right? Now, back in my day, uh, when I was a youngster, that was considered like, oh, she loves herself. You know, it's like really egotistical. Oh, she, she's looking in the mirror all the time. And now it's like, if you mm -hmm. don't, you're unusual. It's just, mm -hmm. oh, man, the narcissism is just... I'm By design. I have like almost no pictures of myself because, like, why would I take a picture of myself? I yeah, probably I know what I look like. What do I need? I've like? yeah, so I've probably taken more pictures of my penis than I have of just like me. <laughs> Hopefully, that's just for your own personal use, right? Of course, you know it's not. <laughs> I would never send it to random strangers on the internet and ask yeah. for for never. anything. Never ever. You know what? Let's just go ahead and cut it off there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, your penis. <laughs> hey guys, let's, let's not do a calendar I'm, or anything. I'm just he, they, them. It's ma'am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's segue right into uh, Ashley's story. Right along. Yes. <laughs> we have fun here. We do. We do. Okay. I'm going to get right down to brass tacks, people. Let's do it. So recently, Steve Kirsch, who is an outspoken, um, I don't say advocate, but basically he, he has been an advocate for people who have been, who are falling for the vaccine uh, propaganda. He fell for it himself. Anyway, he was in um, tech and decided once he figured out what was going on with vaccine injuries and things like that, then he transitioned over. He has a sub stack and he now writes every single day, pretty much uh, multiple articles a day, really, about kind of what the comings and goings of that. Okay, so he was one of the people that I referenced when I was talking about the DeMar Hamlin situation. And so he has published recently that... The FAA, which is who controls the commercial airlines in the United States, this is the direct quote name of the article. The FAA has very quietly, tacitly admitted the um, that the EKGs of pilots are no longer normal. We should be concerned, very concerned. So what he is saying in that is that the FAA secretly widened the EKG parameter range for pilots so that they would not be grounded. And, and this e was EKG e is like the heart, like, Correct. like, like, um, your heart beating. Yes. So apparently they, this was done back in October, but most people didn't know about it. They did not make an announcement or anything. And someone told steve about it so that's why he's coming out with this in january as opposed to october when it happened and he said that um according to him he believes that it looks like the vax gave at least 50 million americans heart damage so he's extrapolating here based on um several studies and what is happening with the faa as well tucker carlson actually covered the story 
And he was interviewing someone who had been um, a military flight surgeon. And she was telling him that in the military, they will run this particular exam every single year for pilots. But in the commercial space, it sounds like it's done. I mean, I'm sure it's probably done at the very beginning, but it's done at 45 years old at 50 years old. And then once you're over 50, it's done every year after that. And they have asked, like Steve Kirsch has asked, I believe even Tucker has asked the FAA for an explanation on this. And they said they followed the data and the science, whatever, but they really don't have a good reason for this change. So the measurement that has changed is called the PR. So I don't know. And, and maybe Terry can tell me, is that the pulse rate or, or something like that. I'm not exactly sure what PR stands for. Uh, no, I think it's, um, I, I was, funny enough, I was just looking it up. Um, it's some, you could think of it as a sort of technical measurement of part of the heart cycle. So it's like the sort of timing delay between one part of the cycle and another. And okay. uh, yeah, uh, finish, finish your thought. And, uh, and I've got something to say about it. Um, Perfect. Afterwards. Okay, great. So the original measure or the range of acceptable for these pilots was considered 0.12 to 0.2. And now that has been adjusted to 0.12 to 0.3, which is really significant. Um, so, so basically it sounds like they're trying to do this under the radar without informing the public about this. And Steve has taken this to mean, honestly, that there's really that damage has been done to pilots from the vaccine, the pressure that they received to get it. And some airlines even mandated it. I don't think all of them did, but he believes that this is an indicator that they're really seeing real damage with these guys. And if they were to ground them the way that they should be grounding them, that that would really tell people exactly what's going on. And that would really let the cat out of the bag. Uh, Terry. Uh, yeah, thanks, Ashley. Uh, you summarised that very well, as usual. Um, I've got an article from the Defender here, which is the Children's Health Defence magazine or sort of email update. Uh, Steve Kirsch talked to this cardiologist, Thomas Levy, uh, and he has called the FAA's new guideline arguably a shocking one, as many pilots are in the same range range when heart attacks occur without any early symptoms, but with a normal ECG. And then he says... A PR interval longer than 200 milliseconds, so they widen the, it from 200 milliseconds up to 300, which I think is what he said. He says a PR interval longer than 200 milliseconds doesn't prove on its own that there is a heart problem. It shouldn't be ignored uh, as the heart may no longer be completely healthy and the conduction rate is slowing down. The PR interval, even slightly exceeding 200 milliseconds, is clearly associated with arrhythmias in the future, pacemakers and early death. Mm. So uh, it seems likely that they have widened this range to try and normalise the fact that a lot of their pilots are now showing cardiac abnormalities. And um, the last thing I want to say is that Steve Kirsch in interestingly pointed out, I don't know if it's true or not, he says that the FAA is not covered by the PREP Act. So he's, he thinks that this um, woman, who's the chief surgeon of the FAA, the federal air surgeon, I think she's called. Susan uh, Northrup. What was her name again, Ashley? Susan it's... Northrup, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, he thinks she will probably be personally liable for, for any problems that occur from this. So um, he's really trying to go after her in a big way, but she's not really responding much at the moment. Quote-unquote, right. personally liable. Uh, Justin, did you have a question? I just wanted to ask, um, is it true that the while the heart can heal some damage, it is incapable of heal, like actual healing, like scarring and things, and that's why heart cancer isn't a thing? My, my understanding is that the heart is I not believe... able, once damaged, it's not able to regenerate those healthy cells that are damaged. That's what they want. Yeah, I think that's true. It's, it, it doesn't it doesn't fully recover. And um, uh, people like McCullough, uh, Peter McCullough, there's another leading cardiologist, says that there's no such thing as mild myocarditis or pericarditis because 
those things both signify that the heart has been damaged and it, it can't recover from that. Which is another so, reason that Fauci is a liar because he has called myocarditis mild many, many times. So, um, but according to these yeah. other top cardiologists, there is no such thing. Yeah, sorry, Stella. Oh, you're right. Um, mild carditis, is that what he's calling it? Mild, mild? myocarditis. Jeez. Oh, okay. Mild myocarditis. Yeah, well, the heart surgery industry is certainly set up for the next few years, isn't it? Um, I did hear somewhere or read somewhere that I believe the elites are demanding non-vax pilots. Does anyone else read that one? I had yes. seen a blip on oh, that yes. as well. And the yeah. other thing that I wanted to mention is that this happens to be very convenient that Moderna is happening to be working on an mRNA vaccine to allegedly create healing in uh, the vascular space in the heart. So I guess helping to regrow potentially some blood vessels and things like that, that could potentially have been damaged. What company was Problem reaction solution. Moderna. 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 Let me go check on Moderna stock. Uh, Terry. Terry. Yeah, thanks. I just want to add to to what uh, Stella was saying there. There's a group called Freedom Flyers in the US who are a group of unvaccinated pilots or possibly pilots who've been vaccine injured. And they're trying to organize another a group away from uh, the mainstream pilots organization. And um, there's an equivalent group in Australia. And what Stella was talking about was an interview with the leader of the Australian version. And he said... He knows of members who've been getting calls from rich elites asking for unvaccinated pilots to, to fly their planes. So, yeah, you true. happen to know, Quantus. Terry, was that the Qantas pilot that's doing that? The one that got sacked for not having the vax? Oh, I remember that guy. I'm trying to remember he his was name. Sacked. But... I'm not sure if he was. Uh, yeah. Graham, I'll, Graham I'll, something, I'll try, I think. He lives, right, please, he lives right near me. That's cool. I should try to get really? him on the show, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so sorry, that, can I just, I was just going to ask um, that freedom flight thing that you're talking about. I wonder if that's anything to do with, uh, what was her name? Dr. Dolores Carl, Dolores Carl, I think her name was um, the Irish doctor. Do you remember yeah. who I'm talking about? She was talking about starting yeah, up freedom she, airlines and stuff. I don't know if they're connected. She was trying to do something similar where that was more for passengers so that they could fly without vaccine passports, but they might be connected. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know what happened with that. I haven't looked into it recently. I haven't seen her around for ages. Hmm. No. All right. Uh, thank you, Ashley. And uh, Stella has a story for us, I believe, I hope. Yes. Sorry, just a quick squeeze. Um, yeah, this is a little story from down at, in fact, there's a couple of stories I'm just going to quickly brush over at the beginning here. Uh, Kanye, who has just recently been married, wants to come down to Australia to meet his new bride, who is a Kim Kardashian clone, uh, wants to meet his new bride's family. And uh, the Jews are not happy. <laughs> they do they not never want him to come are. to Australia. No, nah, well, yeah. So but have they ever that. been happy? Yeah. Um, so I don't know whether he's going to be allowed to come here or not, but um, uh, we've also got, we've been graced by the presence of Mr. Bill Gates currently flying around in his private jet. Uh, he's talking to me. us about climate change and uh, looking after the planet. So that's uh, pretty wonderful. He's going to go down to Victoria and meet up with uh, Dan and Dan Andrews down there. Which, um, we're having a discussion. We don't know who's worse, those two together in a room for. Anyway. Um, but what I want, was going to talk about was Elton John's has had his final last ever tour to Australia. It's called the Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour. He's got to be, uh, what, in his 80s? He is 74, 74, really? I think he is. 75, mm -hmm. 75. Um, yes, I know. It's quite amazing. He's got an amazing he must have got. He must have gotten famous. Yeah, I was thinking he would have been mid to late 80s. He was around in the 70s, like early 70s. That's when his career kicked off. And really good, great, great music. If you haven't listened to any of Elton John's early stuff, I highly advise you yeah, go and have a listen. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 
Um, so he's just been doing his final tour, which did get interrupted by COVID. So he basically was coming back to finish some dates that he couldn't finish. Um, so it's Australia and New Zealand. So Friday the 13th, um, he had a concert in the AAMI Park in Melbourne, big venue down there, and a packed house, of course, as you'd expect. Um, and yeah, I'll go into this a little bit, the VIP ultimate experiences that were being offered. But anyway, so he was in the middle of playing um, The Bitch Is Back. Hmm. And uh, we have a gentleman here, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> we have a dude here. Uh, his name is Ian Meldrum, otherwise known as Molly Meldrum. And he's, he's an Australian national treasure, which Elton John has actually said himself. He's, he's Australia's national treasure. They've been good mates for a long, long time and uh, Queens. And um, anyway, while he's in the middle of um, <laughs> playing the bitches back, Molly decides in his infinite wisdom of being very, very pissed that he's like pretty much always pissed. Uh, he's 79. He thought it would be a great idea to get up on stage and um, join Elton over at the piano. Uh, so it was quite painful watching him try to get on the stage with his minders standing like ready to catch him basically, uh, surrounded by panicking people with headsets talking, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> Should we be letting this happen? <laughs> Over. Um, no, actually they shouldn't have. So he, he toddles over to uh, the piano and he's really like, he's bending over like really down in Elton's face and Elton's just kind of being the professional and just keeps playing, never misses a beat. And, um, you know, just patting Molly on the face. And the next minute, Molly starts unbuckling his pants and pulls his pants down and does a full moon to the audience. Um, in which case, you could, I could almost hear in the control room the, the, the vision switch. I'm like, get off camera three. Camera, go to camera four. Now, now. <laughs> there was this massive screen. <laughs> it just showed the whole thing, which I'm sure everybody regrets seeing that. And you just can't unsee that stuff. 79 year old but um, <laughs> so I don't know whether Elton knew exactly what was going on he knew he was being annoying and like in his face but I think he just professionally ignored it um, anyway in in the aftermath uh, of course there's the following um, damage control uh, it, it, it was apparently a uh, wardrobe malfunction <laughs> Mm, we've heard Molly's that one. Felt, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we heard that one. That old chestnut. Yeah. I'm gonna write Molly, that down Mo in Molly's case that, in case I ever have a tube in incident. I'm gonna write that one down. <laughs> yes, Molly's belt buckle apparently uh, was there was a problem with it, and, it, and the pants just fell down. But everybody knows damn well it was a load of rubbish. But Molly is renowned for these things as well. If if I can just take us all back to 1964 for a moment. The Beatles touring Australia, uh, June 1964. Classic example of, of Molly's antics. Um, the Beatles arrive shortly after arriving at Melbourne Airport. They're in their car to leave. Uh, Molly climbs up onto the bonnet of the car. Um, later on at their concert, Molly is asked, he's ejected from the concert for being too enthusiastic. <laughs> this is the sort of thing he does. He's just a wild child. Um, but I think I think the thing that uh, that topped Molly the most was his very famous interview. He he was the host of a show called Countdown in Australia. It was just one of the most foundational shows for the music industry and basically launched a lot of careers. Um, I won't go through the people because you probably you probably haven't heard of a lot of them. Although of course Kylie Minogue, uh, In Excess, ACDC had a lot to thank Countdown for. The original Bon Scott, ACDC, of course, the original and mm -hmm. best. Uh, but also breaking um, overseas acts into the Australian market, you know, ABBA, Meatloaf, Blondie, Madonna, Cindy Lauper, Michael Jackson, Rod Stewart, they all knew Molly. Like Molly's just part of the furniture in the music industry. So, you know, he's, he's, he's very foundational for Australia. Um, we've got a lot to thank Molly for, but certainly not dropping his pants, that's not included on the list. Um, but yeah, the classic was when he was interviewing uh, Prince Charles in 1977 and he was so nervous and he just kept screwing up and uh, retake 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 <laughs> and he leans over the charles that, he yeah, says, this this is an outtake that, that didn't actually come out until much much later 
but uh, it was in, uh, I think it was called The Molly Files. There's a documentary done on Molly's, Molly's uh, life. He leans over to Prince Charles and says, I saw your mum in London in a carriage. <laughs> and uh, Charles says, are you referring to Her Majesty the Queen? Uh, so, yeah, Charles was not impressed. But, um, anyway, he was a bit of a good sport about it. So, yes, whatever the outcome is, there has been no response from Elton at this point, but uh, Elton's people have gone into damage control, just saying what a wonderful man Elton is. He's been giving free tickets to people, that, um, all these sort of things. Um, yeah, yet to hear, but I think Elton's going to finish his tour probably before we hear any response. He'll probably get comfortably back to England and then we might hear from him <laughs> if he talks about it ever again. So, uh, what, yeah. I mean, do you no, think sorry. Elton was was really pissed off about it, or did he, you know, maybe was annoyed by the interruption, but chuckled to himself when it happened? And you know, well, just... they do go back a long way, and they have been mates. Of the, they did actually have a falling out at one point, but then they made up again. This is decades ago. I don't know. I I feel that uh, Elton was quietly just being professional and just keeping it all in. But the fact that it was his very final tour, that might sort of have something to do with the way he would receive something like that. If it was just any old normal concert, he'd probably laugh about it. I don't know. I don't know. I just mm. don't know. I, I feel like um, there was a lot of people who really, really had, had the shits about this. Um, some of Molly's friends were like, come on, dude, hang up your hat. You're done. Well, you know, stop it. Does he, uh, does Elton still live in Atlanta? Because maybe we can get him on the show. Elton. Elton John. He was, I don't know. I thought he was British. I thought he lived in England. He, his home was in Atlanta for ever, for a long oh, time. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Well, I'm sure he's got a home in just about every country. I was just about to say, I'm yeah. sure he has more than one. Probably. But yeah. I didn't know if maybe because you uh, very few of the big British rock stars live in Britain. It's too much mm. tax. Yeah. Well, I do know, actually, there was a little bit of fallout from all this. Um, all the people that were responsible backstage, like the roadies, management, miners, his personal people, Molly's personal people, they were all sacked the next day. Um, what? Anybody who had anything to do with letting Molly on stage. And, and part of that reason that, that came out, whether it's true or not, but was, and that see, that could have come from Elton, but um, it could have come from management too. I mean... Because Molly's so renowned, it's like, are you crazy? I mean, the, the, the poor guys, like the nurses or whoever they were that was standing right next to Molly because he looked like he was going to fall over and break at any moment, they were just looking at each other when the pants came down. They were just looking at each other. You could see it on their faces. They're just going, uh, um, uh, 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 what do we do here? Like, should we be letting this happen? Should we be, um, <laughs> they were just lost. It's hilarious. But, um, yeah, so it's pretty funny. Well, pretty, pretty entertaining. It's a very Australian story. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's not. <laughs> I, I, you know, it, if it's Elton John's, if it's his, really his last tour, you know, what, I mean, that sounds like a great, you know, quirk to have <laughs> in it. You know, let's uh, call it the stunt. Stunt, yeah. So I, uh, been, I don't think Elton really needs a stunt because he's stunty enough on his own. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I uh, don't know. Yeah, well, maybe if I'm not, I'm not a Elton John fan, so I don't follow what he's doing. But I wouldn't have even known he was touring through Australia if not for the story. So neither would I. Honestly, <laughs> if someone posted uh, like a fake article saying Elton John is dead, I'd be like, "Oh, that sucks," and never thought of it again. Because <laughs> it's just like I, I don't follow him, and he's old. Like I. I'm pretty sure he's been posting on Twitter about like bitching about unvaccinated people. Probably it wouldn't. Oh surprise. yes, yes, he was. He did do that. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he got a booster and died suddenly. <laughs> I will tell you one thing actually that I noticed. Because I was, I was um, looking at a. a... You want to go, Terry? Uh, I was only going to say there are very few of these really old, uh, famous rock stars. You can really cut it these days. You know, a lot of them just are, are awful. You hear Paul McCartney sing, um, the, you know, recently. He's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, All right. I can only think of Tom Jones, who's, who can really, you know, he's, he's old and can really sing very well. Still. Mick Jagger's doing Not all right. Many. 
Yeah, Mick's doing fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. Uh, very fit, fit man. Tom Jones didn't he retire many many years ago? Or is he st- actually still out there doing stuff? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about him for ages. Uh, um, we used to see him a lot on the UK because he's one of the uh, judges on The Voice over there. Uh, okay. Who's the one that like dresses up in a schoolboy outfit in his eighties? That's he's- Angus. He's the guitarist for ACDC. Angus, yeah. Yeah. From a- ACDC legend yeah. i just want to finish off this elton story here just this couple of little last things here i did notice um because i was watching quite a bit of footage and i wanted to see a few different songs that he'd done because he always you know puts different outrageous clothes on for different things he was playing tiny dancer and he got up he stood up and it's like oh wow look at the back of his jacket there's this big illuminati eye mm. these sun's rays coming out from mm. it and there's flames coming up from the bottom of the <laughs> the tails and on the cuffs it's like oh okay there we are. Um, and I was just going to mention quickly the, the VIP experience. You know how they've turned the meet and greet into a, like a massive product now, like mm. all, all the artists. It used to be just they'd, they'd kindly come and appreciate the fans who got them where they are and meet them. But now it's like a product. So, so yeah, yeah, Elton's VIP ultimate experience was $1,749, which is $1,717. Sorry, $1,317 US. There wasn't I, even a meeting a meeting of Elton or anything or a picture or even standing next to a cardboard cutout. It was just basically, you know, like a gift bag with a few bits and pieces that you limited editions. You had a special host that would take you to a lounge and you could have hors d'oeuvres and blah, 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 and you have a special seat and what have you. But yeah, and, and you could also have a picture taken next to Elton's piano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine paying twenty dollars to meet someone. <laughs> what was What's that, that With your trousers up or down? <laughs> oh, right. When you get your picture taken. I, think uh, I was also thinking it'd be more appropriate if this been more appropriate if this dude had taken his trousers down during Tiny Dancer. Actually, <laughs> I don't know. I thought the bitch's back was quite quite <laughs> actually. <laughs> all right well that uh that wraps it up for us uh thank you everyone thank you ashley and stella and terry and justin thank you for your stories i thought she was waving goodbye no i had one one really quick thing that i wanted to tell people since we had talked about damar hamlin um that apparently there's a big to do out there right now about damar hamlin because have we actually seen damar hamlin since the incident on the field so there's all of this hullabaloo all over Twitter about people not believing that it was actually him that showed up at the Bills game. And apparently he tweeted um, that his fans would hear from him soon. But I just wanted to throw that in there because I thought it was very interesting. And I am definitely in the camp of people who are not buying that that was Damar Hamlin that was at the football game. Hashtag Damar Doppelganger. If it's (laughs) not trending, um... let's make it trending. There's something really, really weird going on there, granted, absolutely. Um, in this year of the rabbit, I have said before that I believe this is the get the conspiracy theorist year. And I think a lot of this stuff, I mean, that is so staged, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Just like that other, who's that, Andrew Tate, that was all staged, you know, the, the Greta thing, that's all weird. It's, it's all, everything's so weird and staged now. It's like, I think they realise that the people who aren't buying, who, who haven't seen the truth and are still sleeping, they're going to believe anything at this point. So they're just going to stage all these stupid, ridiculous things to make conspiracy theorists look even stupider than they already mm-hmm. have tried to make us look, mm-hmm. um, or them, <laughs> wherever you stand. Um, so yeah, that's just my two cents. I think we're going to see a lot of this ridiculous, staged, false flaggy, red herring garbage. We going on should do an episode on hoaxes um, and everything like that, and like Jussie Smollett hoax. Um, uh, the NASCAR guy that had a rope pull on his door. Bubba. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and then supposed how, about, news. how about it could be overreactions? Maybe that would be a more appropriate. Like immediately the media, you know, latches on to a story and then it mm. does not pan out anywhere close to what they were, you know, propping it up to be. How many times have you seen an mm. article about a, um, 
a Jewish church, like someone spray painting a uh, swastika on it. And then like three weeks later, it turns out it was like the owner of the church that did it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever heard a story about that. Oh, man. They were all the rage like 2016 through 2020. I mean, I heard, I heard before stories COVID. before COVID. They were yeah, big before boost, COVID. Trying to boost their congregation numbers. Yeah. So let PF right. churches. <laughs> Anything else? Anybody have any last words? Other than follow us, um, Union on Union Union blah, 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 Union of the Unknowns dot com. Follow us on Twitter, Union Unknowns, and check in with us Monday for the next episode of Union of the Unknowns. Well said. Did I get all that right? Yes, you did. I'm pretty drunk, so that's impressive. (laughs) If anybody would like to uh, say some nice words or leave a a five-star review or something that you think we deserve, that would be also very appreciated. Yes, we would love that. Thank you for being here. We deserve all of those things, in my opinion. Yes, thank you. All right. Good night, everyone. Later. We are out. Peace. Roger that. Man out. Not Your Mama's News has been a production of the Union of the Unknowns podcast. New episodes are available weekly on all your favorite podcasting networks.